adoption of not yet. It doesn't really make sense. <laughs> what is that? Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Uh, Andy, it's June. Uh, I've got mixed feelings about June so far. Um, We'll get into that later. (laughs) But congratulations on your huge golf outright hit over the weekend with Jason Kokrak. Um, second most impressive thing you did over the weekend after all of the incredible oh, grilling that uh, you shared your pictures with me. Um, really, got, you know, golf clap, golf clap. Um, yeah. How was your Memorial Day weekend overall? And uh, how are you faring as we are in sort of the thick of so many sports, all the sports bukkake right now? It is just it is out of this. It's just crazy, man. Full sports bukkake. And yeah, the, the weather wasn't great for the first couple of days, but boy, once we hit like Sunday, it was pretty nice. Monday was gorgeous. Grilled meat. I actually went to Bed Bath & Beyond today because I'm out of, uh, like, I have a food sealer thing and I need more bags for it. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I bought, t- I've only took a picture of the small. I was wondering about that. I was like, did you yeah, have 50 so people much, over? Or it's so just, much okay. leftover meat, man. <laughs> well, the, the picture I took of my pork butt, was the smaller of the two. Oh, Jesus. So, like, legitimately, there was a pork butt that was twice that size that didn't even make the photos. <laughs> so, like, I have, like, 10 pounds of shredded pork that I need to, you know, it actually freezes really well. So, but you do right. get yourself a good food sealer. I went to BB&B, which, nice. honestly, they have a lot of kitchen stuff in there, but mm-hmm. I know they wanted to go with alliteration. So, you know, such is life. But we're going to seal a bunch of pork tonight. And, yeah, I've been just you know, eating, eating the meat. The kids have been like figuring out ways. We made shredded pork tacos, but uh, yeah, yes. the, the golf, golf was fun. Golf yeah. was great. Um, honestly, watching that at the end on Sunday was a lot of fun. Good sports weekend. We had the big race, went into yeah. Monday. The, you know, it, it's, it's nice once you get into summer. Yeah. I haven't had a three day weekend in a long time. A, you know, it was a, a little confusing to what day it is during the week. Now I'm still in that mode, but uh <laughs> No NBA, a bunch of a bunch oh of eliminate. There's so elimination games tonight. Uh, yeah, Knicks yeah. could be gone. Wizards um, could be gone. Grizz could be gone. Uh, my Hurricanes aren't doing as well. Golf looks like it might get washed out, man. Oh, really? tomorrow's which better a Thursday, I guess. Although when it happens Thursday or Friday, there's way more golfers, so it's more complicated to get all the holes in. Honestly, really, we haven't had bad weather yet for mm. a golf tournament. Like we haven't had a real bad golf weather day, so you're kind of due. Like these it's, things happen. Yeah. Whatever. It's, if if yeah. it doesn't start well, it, it doesn't start well. Whatever. Well, we'll we'll have the tournament. I assure you, they will have the memorial. It's surprising because I think of when I think of Ohio, I think of just beautiful weather and just a just a generally beautiful place. Your your Twinkies uh, area code hat looks like you have a shotgun hole in your head. Yeah, yeah, the green. There's <laughs> a green. There's a green Yeah, Dublin, um, Dublin, Ohio, home of the world's best weather. But <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, well, so congratulations again on hitting Co Co, Co-, Co- Crack and uh, Pitmaster Andy. 
certificate is in the mail, I'm sure. Um, but uh, there is a lot going on in sports, and we, we didn't really mention the French Open, man. I know, dude. There's it's 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 overwhelming, honestly. And um, I'm I uh, I gotta t- I want to talk start with a little NBA talk. It'd be good to t- sort of talk out what's going on right now. Um, I finished the month of May on just an like an obscene white hot heater. Um, and I'm now like you ever go through where you see the calendar turn over and you're like, oh, <laughs> like it's a new month. <laughs> like, uh, you know, reset the clock like I'm zero, zero and zero. You know, and it's like, well, what if regression? It's like my New Year's tweet. Yeah, <laughs> what if what if regression all of a sudden, like, you know, hits me like a ton of bricks, uh, and then sure enough, uh, I lose my first NBA play in June with the Trailblazers last night in double overtime. Just an absolute heartbreaker, and that one's going to hurt me more because I was loaded up on Blazers series, and uh, now I'm feeling pretty nervous about game six i gotta say and really just uninspired about handicapping a Nuggets series in the semifinals against the suns um yeah. yikes uh should we, should we just start, start with all nba then with yeah right now if you're you watching go, live you if, if you're in the if you're in the chat we are almost at halftime of the whiz Sixers we'll give you a game. Handy, we'll Next, give you a halftime play in that, in that we, we will we'll give you a halftime i was just going to get to that i love that beautiful drew um nick's hawks Knotted up at 21 late in the first quarter. We'll be cheering for the Knicks. I'd like to see that series series extended. Yeah, very ugly. The Knicks, if they can't score, I guess hopefully the Hawks can't either. That'll be their only chance for this series is to play better defense, I suppose. And then, yeah, let's uh, get to a question right off the bat. Do the Lakers have a chance? Don't think the Lakers have a chance. They I do. It's about a thirty-ish really percent. Ch- it's about a thirty-ish percent chance, which is not great. Um, what does the market say? They come out of the series. They're like plus two twenty-five-ish. It's about the same as the damn Blazers. I feel better about the Blazers just because they were so much more competitive. But obviously, they 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 each have to do two tough things. They have to win at home and then win on the road in Game Seven. Um, Lakers. Are a little bit in a little bit more perilous situation because it really is LeBron and a bunch of Jags. Like those guys around LeBron yesterday played obscenely poorly. Uh, Dennis Schroeder going over was a, an embarrassment. I you know this is a guy that came into this season like expecting he was going to get you know a huge like payday coming out of this year. Uh, forget about that. Uh, you know Contavious Caldwell Pope refuses to get involved offensively. That's a problem. Um, you know, any of the guys that they can get offense from are defensive liabilities. So that's really pick your poison at this point. Frank Vogel doesn't look like he has an especially firm grasp on the team. Uh, and LeBron, who was their leader through the bubble last year, um, not really showing it to us that he's, uh, you know, that he's number one physically in the same shape that he was during last year's run. Uh, ankle obviously an issue groin seems to be lingering he doesn't have nearly the explosion even when he's going off of his non-injured ankle um and yeah it's it's uh it's life support here for the lake show now i am not in the business of truly doubting lebron i've lost money in the past being you know in that mindset and i've won a lot of money being like don't doubt LeBron. Just like we'll back the Cavs and J.R. Smith against these dog shit Eastern Conference teams. They'll find a way. And sure enough, they do. Um, this is a tougher, this is a tougher test, though. This Western Conference is way, 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 way more difficult than the old Eastern Conferences of past. LeBron is a lot older. Uh, and really, I don't know that I see an obvious tweak, an obvious 
um, you know, wrinkle that they can introduce here against a relatively well-coached Suns team that gets them back into the series. What's your temperature on the Lakers? Yeah, if I could have seen like a semi-competitive second quarter, I mean, you can have the like, oh, okay, cold start. Let's get back into it second quarter, but never back into it enough. Like down by six to ten the rest of the game, lose. But it was respectable after a really bad start after losing a big star who's been injured plenty, I guess, really, if you want to get down to brass tacks on AD. But it was just straight up embarrassing. Like it was like, oh my God, they're it was like, oh my God, they're down 15. Oh my God, they're down 20. Oh my God, it's 25, 30. Like, like the weirdest yeah, yeah. this is this is like the reverse Bitcoin chart from last, you know. It's like <laughs> yes. it's like it's like basically like, holy fuck, are we gonna hit 30? And we did hit 30 in both cases. So yeah. I was like, Jesus, <laughs> what what is what is going on with this team? And you know, everybody, yeah, sorry. Although, you know. Crypto ripped a little today, but uh, everybody before the game too. The whole the whole Twitter sphere was just uh, oh, like it's gonna be a LeBron game. Like I even got talked into taking some like shitty props on LeBron, and uh, it just it was not a LeBron game. The team was just never there. The the rest of the supporting cast sucks. I don't know if this is a you know this is just a, like a one off, and it'll be like you know the next game LeBron ends up playing very well the rest of the supporting cast figures something out i don't know if it's really them or more of the you know the lineups are getting put together over there the the minutes split for some of these players who they're putting on certain players it, it seems like the coaching isn't great either so i yeah. mean they, they got a couple of strikes against them and the suns aren't bad like the suns, suns are, didn't get yeah. the seed they got for no reason they played very well all season so they're young they're in a, they're, they lack experience they could fold. Um, they could choke. You know that's that's possible. Um, but they surely are not a pushover. Um, this is not as poor a team as some of the teams that LeBron has gone through in the past, uh, and that's really what it boils down to. Uh, I am not going to doubt LeBron in this case. I think ultimately they still are live, even as ugly as Game Five was. Um, but nothing about the body language, nothing about the confidence, nothing about the post-game quotes, uh, nothing about kind of what I understand this Lakers team to be suggests that they realistically have better than a 30% chance to win this series. And then when they do, uh, you know, the, the likelihood that they match up well without Anthony Davis or with a you know, limited Anthony Davis in the, in the semifinals and the finals in the Western Conference I mean, they have so far to go to get to a title. <laughs> so far, they are facing elimination tomorrow at home and in the first round of the playoffs. And it's tough for me to see it. And the market still thinks and believes that this team is somehow going to come away with a miracle. I don't think it's happening this year, man. If that answers that, Tiger Three Woods. Yeah. I'm. <clears throat> I guess I'm not holding my breath. I'm. I'm done being involved in those games. I want no part of it because I feel like, it just whatever I manage to do, I'll be on the wrong side. It'll either be like, all right, this team's toast. The supporting cast sucks, and then LeBron finally has his LeBron game, goes off for like 40, 15, and ten, wins the damn game. Like that. That's that's fully a thing. So I'm just staying away from that. <laughs> Off the top I, of your head, when's the last time LeBron uh, had uh, more than thirty points in a game? Um, November 23rd against the uh, Grizzlies, I think. That's 
such a specific answer that I feel like that might actually be correct. But no, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know it, when the season started, man. <laughs> yeah. No, they didn't. They The season started like December 24th. So yeah, definitely, it definitely wasn't <laughs> no, that's last why it was... November. But I was thinking like, yeah, no, no, that, that, that can't quite be. Um, but, you know, let's see. Let's pull up this game log. I think it was probably you know, much earlier this season. It's been a long time since we've really seen an offensive explosion from him. He was um, 25 in the – what was the playing game, actually? Oh, the uh, Warriors. Uh, Warriors playing game. See, that wasn't uh, – see, I I don't have that in my – that was, like, officially not a statistically counting game. Did you catch that wrinkle? Like, it's Is not that... on the game logs for him on basketball reference. Yeah, like, no, I remember weird... people complaining because it was like How many that, points triple, that triple-double doesn't count. It doesn't count, right. Like, that's bizarre. I, I uh, But, yeah, if you go – so I, I don't think he – did he go – he didn't go over – he didn't uh, eclipse uh, – 40 points in that one. He had 37 against <clears throat> Scarlet back in early March. Um, I think people need to remember that yeah. going forward. Um, as far as the old, hey, the shot clock, or the, excuse me, the quarter or half clock is about to expire, and I have a three-quarter court shot I could take, and people don't take it because it hurts their shooting percentage. <laughs> like in the yeah. plan in the plan game, let just those go, rip, boys. Just like go bananas. It's it's marginal gains. That's how you that's how you win this game. So okay. little, little little thing. Um, yeah. Last time he scored, and last time he got into the forties, it was uh, January, January twenty fifth, when the Lakers were a good team, and everybody thought they could win the title. <laughs> it's been that long. What if AD um, does play? But what do, what do you think about AD? Yeah, I, he hasn't made an impact this year. I don't know what is going on with them, but like obviously their team defense is better by the eye test um but it's still it's a weird roster there's that like the the, the drumming minutes are are Bad. questionable like it, it like i think their best form is probably gasol if he's healthy <laughs> anthony davis if he's healthy kcp lebron and schroeder uh, i mean it's it's a it is it doesn't a make me feel good about Backing no, up. it's 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 a it's a it's a bad roster around LeBron, really. And AD is not not anywhere close to 100%. Let's talk a little Philadelphia 76ers who are at halftime against the Washington Wizards at home. Um and a offensive explosion in this one. Yes. Uh they lose JoJo, Joel Embiid out with a torn meniscus for the time being. Looking into my crystal ball here, we're going to see Joel Embiid again late in the round two series, probably game five or six. I suspect he is going to miss roughly 14 days. Um, go ahead. Do you think we get a cheap price on them in that series because of the Embiid injury? If we get like firm, hey, he's out until at least game six. I think they probably line it that he's he'll come back at some point. We don't know where. And so the early value will be on the Hawks if the Hawks go through. Uh, and then as it, you know, assuming the Hawks do well, and then assuming people are like, is Embiid ever going to come back? Then there might be some reactionary like bottom basement prices. If, uh, if the Sixers drop one of the first two at home, uh, you might get uh, a really nice price on Philly. That's my that's my gut feel on that one. Is you can probably you can probably get plus two hundred ish both ways on that series would be my guess. At least that's my angle of attack. You know I'm how I feel about that. For. 
Um, yeah. Speaking of them, though, the Knicks are up four well, let's, now. Let's uh, well, let's, get, let's get a little halftime. All right, little, for old time's sake, a little halftime handicap for our Washington Wizards, Philadelphia 76ers viewers here. As I look across the statistics, what I notice without Embiid, surprisingly, the Sixers' pace is up. Uh, 100 and, they're on pace, uh, 109.6 possessions um, in this game, which is What's a average? lot. Uh, no, for Philly, for Philly, that's a lot. Play, playoff, their playoff averages have been in the 103, 104 range. Yeah, it's kind of where sure. I'm at for them. Um, so they're so they're this is this is up. Um, on top of that, you have uh, relatively poor defensive rating. Uh, they are 115, uh, and all of this is kind of contrary to what you would expect. Um, I don't know. I thought I thought at least Embiid was gonna his absence was gonna impact the Philly offense more. But Tobias Harris is having a nice night. Uh, Seth Curry uh, is making his shots. He's two for two from deep. Uh, overall, surprisingly, the you know they, they have 118 offensive efficiency uh, to this point in the game, even though they are only four of 14 from three. So they are generally just getting it done, attacking the rim. Uh, which not surprising considering how the Wizards defend the rim. Um, Wizards, as I look across their stat line, Bradley Beal is not going out without a fight. He's gotten to the free throw line eight times. Actually, just in general, they've they've uh, they're getting a lot of work done at the free throw line for Washington. So this has uh, been a little bit of a sloppy game, a little physical. Um, my lean is to get involved with the second half under here. Uh, it's going just, the other way. It's going up. Yeah, it opened. Well, I don't know where it opened. I opened the screen. It was 112 and a half. It's up to 113. Just lit, lit up on me, went up a tick. Okay. What makes you think the offense slows down for the Sixers? What makes you think the end of game situation is conducive to an under if it's still close? Well, the fact that there's been 39 free throws to this point in the game, I would guess the refs are going to have a tendency to swallow the whistle a little bit in the second half. I don't think we're going to end up with um, 80 free throw attempts in this one, which is what we're on pace for. And if they aren't blowing the whistle, they're not stopping the clock. There's there'll probably be a handful of plays that are a little physical where the guy flops, throws the ball up and is like, I didn't get a call. You know, like that kind of stuff tends to affect off. You know, when you have this many free throws in a first half, I like a second half under in general. What about the Sixers three point shooting? Don't we think we see a little positive regression? There? Well, are they, they don't are have they a lot normally of three bad. point shooters. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it's not like they're, they're shooting 10%. They're shooting 28%. It's not second, awful. Okay, I take it Their back. second unit is poor. Uh, uh, Tybal is in the starting lineup, and he's not he's not a three-point shooter at all. He's somehow taken two. I don't know why he's shooting threes. They're not going in. Um, but basically, everyone besides Seth Curry uh, is a question mark from a three-point shot range. Tobias Harris is a fine three-point shooter. He's probably going to finish with two or three. He's one of three right now. Ben Simmons, we know, is going to shoot the three. Uh, Danny Green is having an off night. He is generally hot and cold, so I don't expect him to flip a switch there. Um, so no, I don't. I, I think under one thirteen is our look. Uh, my, oh, look at this! I didn't realize that the second half juice at uh, Chris was minus one hundred eight for the playoffs. That's kind of nice. I think yeah, it was similar to that. Boy, it's still it's I'm, still it's, ticking it's, up. Somebody's pushing this hard, man. I'm gonna play under third one thirteen minus one hundred seven. Should we hit Spoon first? See if he's playing this. Is he playing it? I don't. That's what I want. I'm going to ask. Let's Let go. Let's fade chat. him. Fade the spoon. Apple. Is he? Is he? No. You don't know that. 
You know, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying fade the spoon. Let's do he's it. He's probably not playing a bookmaker anyway. The um, he's got access. You know, he's got he's got some relationships in 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 the desert. Um, okay, True. let's create a banner and we'll look for Sixers second half. It felt Under. good. It felt good to do a site. It's been since uh, we nailed the Michigan. Was it Michigan Florida State? Mm -hmm. We were correct under, about all under eighty. Of the, I don't think we've lost a basketball halftime. I can't this, remember what the other the other game. Year. It was something in that same region. Us. Not to jinx we, us. Yeah, we took a couple of uh, we took a couple of second halves during the tournament. So under one thirteen minus one hundred seven. I could have got minus one hundred five if you'd have waited four more seconds. My Jeez. goodness, it is this. Well, you know what? Not a, not every. They they don't know everything. So. I guess here's my thought, like uh, beyond just the fact that they're going to have to get it done the hard way, they're not going to get as many free throw opportunities in the second half. And the game is going to be uh, the, the clock doesn't stop as often without the, you know, the, the ref involvement. Um, you know, this is an elimination game here for the Wizards. And at some point, if it's close, which I think it will be, because there's not a ton of separation between these two teams when you take Embiid out of the mix, um, you could see just possessions kind of slow to a grind in the fourth quarter anyway. Um, I think the only thing I'm really sweating about playing a second half under is if there is a overtime, <laughs> which isn't crazy. Uh, oh, look at that. Minus 112, minus 108. Somebody's coming We're to the back. rescue. We're back. Someone's coming to the rescue for us. Someone saving the day for us. We get a little closing. Well, there's a little battle. Here. There's a little battle here. There's a little back there and forth. a little battle. Under 112 and a half. Yeah, now it's back to plus 100, so it's going back up. This is a good push-pull on this total. I do enjoy like this. That. This is going to make the second half very exciting, especially for everyone who's tuned in right now who saw us put our credibility on the line here. Um, keep in mind, it is June, and I am ice cold in June. So uh, you, have you ever had that happen before where you know you, yeah. you know regression is coming and like a calendar or something like that gets in your head? I won like 14, 13, 12, 13, 14 straight college basketball bets early in the year. Like – the, you can't even once you know like how this works long term, you can't even like enjoy that as <laughs> much can't. as you used to because you just know like no six oh, and man. four every week every day six and four oh, in God, perpetuity would be, would be better that would be, <laughs> be so much just better yeah. to, to you know like yeah give me yeah give me that give me like yeah five and three six and four <laughs> seven and five seven and five seven and six any of those give me those yeah. every day the rest of my life i'd love that but yeah it's uh i don't know i and once again not my bets but i've been placing just a stupid amount of other people's bets into one account to the mm -hmm. point where like i don't know if you saw that in the nba chat i put that parlay i, I was joking that, yeah. about like yeah. that was that was like an offering like hey because i i scrolled and it looked and it was 17 straight bets had either won or pushed. <laughs> like, right, this, this guy's uh -oh. getting some part. Yeah, like, and again, <laughs> not a single one of those were mine. They were other people's golf, other people's baseball, other people's, even props that WNBA and play and props. Yeah. And it's like, all right, you're getting a parlay, buddy. We, and, <laughs> like, and if we hit it, I guess we're just done. But no, it, it is fun. When, that, that's the most fun about the, the networking is like playing other people's stuff and just collecting that that was yeah. thoroughly enjoyable but yeah um hope so hopefully uh hopefully i lose today i guess okay I guess cheer, cheer against me except for this one i did play this i legitimately played this with you so right. we're, we're back to 13 minus 08 let's move on to some other series though yes. i don't really want to get <laughs> Actually, deep into the next series because it could be over by the time this podcast comes out i what have you have you watched much of these games 
a little they're kind they've of bad been, they've been unwatchable <laughs> they're kind of bad like the they've first been terrible was, it was exciting at the end watching watching trey in game one with the, the winner but other than that they're kind of bad games i'm not sad that we're doing this right now instead of watching the next game i'm sure the garden is rocking that's that the most in, the, cool. the most enjoyable part about this series has uh, been this, the fans at both arenas honestly atlanta's been great too so um yeah i'm skipping over that the jazz close it out tonight like they're winning uh, i played I, the uh my biggest action today is that under did you hear my case for that mm -hmm. what do you think i'll give it i'll go i'll recap it real quick there's basically like four or five different indicators that i feel like are all kind of perfect confluence now my favorite play of the playoffs so far was game two jazz over <laughs> because donovan mitchell was coming back they adjusted it like two points and they should have adjusted it like six um well they're finally are at the point where they have adjusted it six uh however uh, we saw in the second and fourth quarter uh, a tendency of these two teams really slowed it down pace-wise, uh, really were grinding out a couple of defensive possessions. Uh, shot, shot quality went down uh, in the second and fourth quarter, and I think a lot of it came down to just a little bit of fatigue creeping in. Um, anytime you see like a real hot scoring first quarter and then a and then a drop off in the second, real hot third, drop off in fourth, that to me is an indicator that fatigue is starting to creep um and uh, well what's a great recipe for dealing with that well how's about a day off and then go play at altitude right so that <laughs> kind of that kind of throwing that into the mix on top of just the general um you know late in the series familiarity between teams uh you know running out of adjustments uh you know to to, to create offense uh and a little bit of uh, regression back to a mean here for the Utah shooting. I think all of that plays meaningful factors here to get um to get this one under. I'm played under I played under 227. I think the market came with me in that one, but I haven't checked recently. It's it done to yeah, 226 both ways. Yeah. That's and, and that's I think that's still a play to the under. Um if you know Again, knock on wood that there's no overtime. I think with a nine-point game, that likelihood is pretty low. But who knows? Um, I think that the you know elimination game, you know tight possessions late, all those are re realistic expectations here, and it should come in around two twenty-ish. So um, I like that under a lot. The um, uh, the but yeah, the and the Jazz. I mean, are they now the Western Conference favorites? They are by the markets. But do you agree with that? They're playing very well now that they're healthy. And again, I mean, we had this conversation about the Bucks. It's like, yeah, the Bucks look good, but they played the Heat. And yes, the Heat, the, I, I would love to give the Grizzlies more credit than the Heat, and I will. They're a better team. They're certainly better set up to be a, a decent playoff team here. But uh, yeah, it's maybe a pump the brakes a little. They played the Grizzlies in a home series. So I'd like to see them play somebody tougher. But, man, if if it's going to be – Everybody's in, healthy. Yeah. They're healthy, and uh, none of the other teams really are all that. Like, Dallas is healthy, but they're they're likely eliminated. Like, the, the Lakers aren't ever going to get healthy if they're not playing anymore. It's uh, – yeah, it, it might be, like, pump the brakes, but not too hard. Okay. Okay. I got a little jazz, I think, at 12 to 1 before the playoffs because I thought they had the easier path to get to the Western Conference Finals. And uh, that's looking pretty decent right now. Um, I think they still need, I mean, you know, it, 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 
this young crew has yet to win a playoff series. So let's see how they play tonight in an elimination game. If there's any kind of nerves or choke chokiness about the Jazz tonight, I'm going to be uh, kind of. Uh, eyes wide open about them for the rest of the way. <laughs> but uh, that, yeah, that Jazz series is obviously the most likely for them to move on. Um, we have uh, Lakers and the, excuse me, the Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks uh, facing off Clippers seven and a half point favorites right now. It's a big number. It's kind of big. It's a big number for a series that's been pretty even, I have to say. Uh, I didn't play it. But I have every expectation that for most of this game, the live number is going to be smaller than that. Yeah, I, I can get with you there. Like, if you really want to bet the Clippers, you can probably find a four and a half during the game. Like, maybe, again, a lot of brake pumping by me, but I live up in the north where you need to learn how to do that on the ice when you're driving. So <laughs> pump the brakes. <clears throat> Jacob in the YouTube chat says, any leans for tomorrow eliminations game? Both teams who are facing elimination are at home, and both teams are favored. Portland by five, the Lakers by two. I feel like one of those teams has a chance to cover, and it's probably not L.A., but uh, again, LeBron could surprise me. I won't ever consider betting the Blazers minus five because I have Blazers futures. I have Blazers to win this series, you know, so I'm already in, but let, let's yeah. say <clears throat> put yourself in a world where you don't have any outrights, any futures, anything on any teams in the NBA, yeah. just in a, in an absolute, you know, what do you isolation chamber? One of those, you know, those deprivation sensory depth chambers. You put this game in there. Portland minus five. I After a double overtime game, yeah, back home, they're point. allowing yeah. a few more fans. I'd play that over. If I, if you made me play a side, I'd play the Blazers. I I would too. It's I don't love that it's an early start. Uh, it could be a sloppy game. Five it could be a PM? really sloppy game. Yeah, local. Yeah, it's an early start. Uh, if I'm playing that one, I'm probably playing under 227 and a half. Um, either that's close and it grinds down to a halt in the fourth quarter, or it's not close and the Blazers are winning comfortably and Denver decides to pack it up and uh, save their bullets for game seven, which I think they're just based on the way the Blazers, or the Nuggets played game four, it felt like. Uh, you know, that same sort of energy could show up on game six, uh, where they're just like, Hey, you know, we, we, we got our game here, let's let's go home. Um, it was not an impressive effort from them. They asked a lot of their reserves who were not up to the challenge. Um, and I still think that ultimately the Blazers are a better team, they just have absolute brain farts all the time. And I that series is killing me, man, because if Yusuf Nurkic could avoid. The cheap charges, the, just the one or two he gets every game that are just cheap. Uh, and he was playing a full complement of minutes. The series would already be over, man. And it's killing me that he can't stay on the court. And uh, those last two fouls, like the two in a row. Oh. <clears throat> That's right. Thought about like, I should just go to bed. Oh, I should just brutal. be done with this game. It was brutal. And I realistically, like, I would hope that the coaching kind of gets through to him and they say, look, man, <laughs> we're going to, we're, you're out there for defense. Don't even bother. 
with uh, trying to get to the hoop. Like they are legitimately putting a guard, like sneaking him underneath you and, you know, hoping that the refs call a charge to, to specifically get you out of there. Um, I would really, I would really like to see them just stop using him on offense <laughs> at this point and save him for defense. Cause the Enos Cantor minutes, they're not good. The Anthony, the Carmelo Anthony minutes, they're not good. Uh, the defense is so poor when those guys are on the floor. Uh, it's really, really tough to watch. So that's my hope, at least. Um, and yeah, and if you like the Lakers minus two, maybe just take the series price. Yeah, yeah. Um, where so I we didn't really put a put a pin in the uh, the Clippers uh, Mavs. Do you did you do you have any series act, series price action in that one? Did you take no. any Clippers when they were down 0-2? <clears throat> no, I didn't. Oof. But I know I think they. I, I yeah, it's a big number. I think they win. It still might go seven. Yeah, yeah. Do you think uh, ultimately they split home home? Yeah, I think we go. I think we are probably looking at a seven game series here, which would be fun. It'd Luka be fun Don- for all. Luka my... Doncic health not a question mark in your mind? It's certainly a question mark. Like he's injured. Like he's <laughs> he's not in, he's hurt. There's a difference between hurt and injured, and he's hurt. He can still play, but it's it may effective affect his effectiveness, you know, especially as the series grinds on. So probably advantage Clippers because they're a better team, also, but also with the the Doncic injury. So okay. give me yeah, give me the Clippers in seven. Maybe I'll look for an exact price. Uh, I know it's not crazy. I've seen that. Uh, speaking of that, actually, just looking absolutely further forward here. I found prices for the Bucks exact series prices earlier today. A couple places had those up. I obviously used the win bet one because they pay the bills, but uh, it was like Nets gentleman sweep was three to one. Nets four to two was plus three fifty. Like I kind of want both of those. I don't know. That's that's kind of where it's at in my head. I don't think the Nets necessarily just romp but i think they win in five or six i don't know if you have thoughts on that early and that series doesn't start till saturday but like quick thoughts on that or any of those exact prices if those are enticing you whatsoever i made it minus 180 so at this point where the market has moved uh, if you know the market is moving pretty hard here for the nets which i was a little surprised by um i thought they I thought the opener was fair at this point. At this point, I would I'm bucks or nothing because I'm at 180 <laughs> and they're at 180. <laughs> so I'm not laying minus 207 with the Nets. Um, I think in the back of my head, there are a couple of things that the Bucks did extremely well in the two games that we saw them go head to head with the Nets late in the season, where Harden was unavailable. And the Bucks absolutely had Durant solved in the fourth quarter of that game of those two games. Uh, they put the ball in his. They basically were, you know, the, Durant took on the role of, hey, I'm offense goes through me. Uh, Kyrie was perfectly happy being the second banana. It was like classic, uh, you know, kind of one-two uh, roles. And Durant was extremely sloppy. Like they really flustered him in terms of, uh, you know, just. Or, you know, kind of exactly the way you want to get Durant 
kind of creating turnover, you know, being the guy that is turning the ball over in key moments. And they were giving away possessions and it was spooky. Um, I had bets on the Nets in the second game of that one. And every every possession was uh, a pull your hair out uh, at the end of that one. And I think the one of the two games the Bucks finished on, they had a 19 to one run at one point in the fourth quarter. And that's not great. Uh, I think ultimately the Bucks are probably going to be, a, they're going to get one of the first two in Brooklyn would be my guess. I don't think the Nets are prepared for exactly what's coming in terms of strength of opponent here. Uh, and I think this is not going to be an easy series either way. Uh, and I think if you want to play the Nets, just have patience. You'll get a much better price uh, after game one or game two, whichever game they lose. I'll probably back the, I'm going to take the points. I can already tell you, I'm going to take the points for game one with the, um, with the Milwaukee Bucks. It's four right now. It seems like it's trending towards four and a half. I would make this two and a half. So I'll happily take four. Um, and realistically, I think the Bucks can eke out a win in game one at which point I'm probably going to come back and take a little bit of Nets series price. So this is a long way of saying I think it's fine to grab some Bucks series now at plus 180 um, and then decide what to do later. And you have had such a bad read on the Bucks just based off last year <laughs> that I think I'm about to play net sweep prices. <laughs> <laughs> give me the minus two ten. Give me the sweep. Well, they, they, they've broke. They've hurt your brain. Although we did, we did have a pretty good read on how the Heat series is going to go. Yeah, and I didn't make any money on that. <laughs> you, yeah. I think I no. I uh, my biggest bet on that whole series was game two. I laid the points with the Bucks, and they won by forty. So yeah, I, that was no. That, that was, was perfectly... I was just going to yeah. say. I think yeah. everybody, everybody we know yeah. who bets basketball was on the Bucks, and it was just the the was most hilarious game. Yeah, it was, it was very delightful. Delight. Like oh, just they're delight. they're just going to win by a thousand. Yeah, our uh, uh, my call on uh, second half under in in Philly is not looking great. Uh, live totals up to 247, so we are behind. Um, yeah, 241 would be our number. Um, what about the G? What about the Giannis props? Who is going to guard him? That is a great question. Tiger Tree Woods coming through with all the good questions today. Uh, I would guess that the Bucks are I mean, the, the Nets are ultimately going to have switch, 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 everyone switch. I don't think there is going to be a, a, a player that gets the assignment of defending Giannis for the series. Um, they look to everyone in that, everyone on the Nets defensively has experience with switching. That's their entire scheme. That's what they want to do. Uh, and I think they will probably live with Giannis scoring 40 a game if they can do enough to prevent the Drew Holidays and the Chris Middletons from having meaningful offensive contributions. Dante DiVincenzo being out for the series is potentially a problem for the Bucs. Um, that kind of brings Pat Connaughton's play into, 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 the, into the fold, which is he not can't. great. Yeah, I don't. He was hot as shit that game. Again, going back to game two, he was like three for three in the first half from deep. Yeah. Maybe even better. He was her guy. I, and I and honestly, like the Nets defensive philosophy is kind of who cares anyway. <laughs> right? Like 
I, I, I would not stop anyone from going ham on some, uh, some Giannis props in this series because like, like they don't have a, they don't have a body for him. Uh, we saw them try to get uh, Claxton some minutes, uh, meaningful minutes in that Celtics series, but he never looked comfortable. I don't think you can play him in this Buck series. Um, and he's kind of the only guy that really could go body for body uh, with someone as physical as Giannis. Um, I think you realistically, you know, you're, you would like Giannis to be taking threes. You would like not to foul him like mad, you know, like crazy. But uh, I, yeah, I don't think that there is really a plan A for stopping him in this one if you're the Nets. You just got to score more than them. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, tennis? Yeah. Well, you had yeah. a take on our guy, Stefano Sitsipas, today, and I hated that I agreed with it because it was one of those things that kind of nags at you like, all right, I'm just being too hard on the guy, but we're not super happy with this serve right now. No. And maybe, and again, this is the the trying to talk yourself out of, I made a bad bet or I'm worried about my bet. But, you know, you do see this sometimes where guys don't turn it on against inferior opponents early on in a tournament where, you could play some serious tennis. You could, I mean, guys get to the finals having played like 20 hours of tennis. Yeah. And the, the, you, you, a couple long matches, you get a couple three, four hour matches, a five hour match. All of a sudden, you're, you know, even if you had some easy ones early on where you went 3 0, you've put a lot of tennis in it over the course of like 10, 12 days. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I mean, we're going to see him against a pretty good server next. So. Uh, and I'm actually tempted to take the games there if it's going to be five, five and a half. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I think I think it could be like a Sitsipas three zero, but uh, Big John covers or maybe even three one something like. I I don't think he drops a set on clay to John, but uh, I mean stranger things have happened. So seven fifty still feels pretty good based on the rest of the draw. But yeah, hopefully he gets a shit in the get. I played Noops's. Uh, Girl, all right. So Paula Bedosa. Oh, Bedosa. What'd you get? Four fifty in the fourth quarter. I didn't even play quarter. I just played her to win. Oh, you played her to win. I got her plus four fifty in fourth quarter. I mean, oh, that's just that's my, a winner. Oh my goodness! <laughs> the yeah, fourth quarter is it is done. Is it's it's goes. Yeah, take ghost take however much ghost that town. is to win, <laughs> and then add your stake, and then find something that costs that much and buy it tomorrow. <laughs> because I mean that's just a winner. But no, just just played her to win, so be cheering for her. Never never hedge. Uh, the women's yeah, the women's side we talked about on brown bag this morning. Women's is a bit of a mess, but it's been fun playing some of these. Um, most fun Coco Golf over ever was setting a total at eighteen and a half. And then watching the first set go to a tiebreaker, like again, it's like, oh, we win! Like I don't even give a shit. Nothing matters. Tennis is the best sport for that. Literally, yeah. nothing mattered for the rest of the match. Every single point was moot. And it's like an over in any other game. Like, oh, they hit the over at halftime in football. I don't, I don't care about the second half. Score alerts off. It was like that. Just tennis. Nobody get hurt. Nobody pull out. So yeah. that was lovely. We, we we had some luck and. Uh, I did ask Alex about this this morning if he thought the faster courts were affecting some of the underdogs, making it a little tougher on them. He's had some struggles getting one of those underdogs to finally hit. He's had a couple of good ones, some great closing line value that just haven't popped yet. So mm. totals have been good, and obviously the one future is looking really great. So 
I'm I'm excited heading into the weekend and then into the second week when we get some absolute stellar tennis. And it's not like the Aussie where the shit is like two in the morning. Like you can watch this stuff oh, yeah. without without oh, yeah. greatly affecting your sleep schedule, yeah, especially West sure. Coast. For sure, um, it's been entertaining. There, the men's side has it, it, the men's side has had all the upsets so far. Uh, team and Rublev getting bounced early were both shockers. I exp- and you know what, my Rublev, general Rublev more so. Team, oh, team, team was and, and but Rublev's co- competition was at least somewhat like Jan Lenny is. He's not a stiff. Like he he no, can play. He clay. can play on clay. He can play. Yeah. Um, but uh, Pablo Anjuhar. Oh my lord! Team I mean, losing has, to Pablo was team was not a healthy. Shocker. Anduhar has a clay name. I mean, it you know sounds like a guy you know who'd be good it on does. clay. It does. And you know what's frustrating? Anduhar and really that like I I had team on like fade alert. Like I we cannot have, wait to fade him. Quite that early. Not that early. Yeah, I was like I was like, well, I can't fade him against Anduhar. Uh, and sure enough, he gets eliminated. He loses outright. Um, and don't get the opportunity to fade team, which absolutely hurts my hurts my bottom line. Um, I am tempted to play the Knicks. What do you think? Yeah, just uh, find a live number, Knicks straight up. Knicks straight up. Okay. All right, let's go. Let's go. Down by five. Ready to yeah. get the garden rock in second half. Yeah, let's go. I Knicks. mean, I have no idea what the second half line would be. I, I suppose it'd be like Knicks minus, minus one and a half. two. Minus, minus one and a half. Okay. Yeah. What's our total? 103? Uh yeah. I didn't really look. Uh I just fired 103 and a half. 103 and a half. Okay. Okay. So pretty um, close. It, honestly, if I'm nailing NBA second half lines, they're pretty close. <laughs> they're probably dialed in. Yeah. Yeah. They're dialed in. Uh 103 and a half, minus one and a half. Yeah. I'll take I'll play minus one and a half. Um yep. the um uh, me too. Next, uh okay. Minus one and a half. Okay. The uh, let's add that to the banner. Loving, take it easy. Let's see if you got a better price. I played minus one of three. Yeah, it seems like the fig is very low at Chris these days on the second half. That's uh, I'm by awful me. nice. Um, yeah. okay, so no, no skin off my ass. Yeah, so that was. <laughs> Another example, Muguruza. I was like, oh, I can't wait to fade her. Didn't expect it in, to be able to fade her in round one. And so I didn't make any money there. Similarly, um, Naomi Osaka, I was excited to fade her. She withdrew. Uh, and Pulled right out. I guess, do you want to make any comment on what has been the dumbest story about of the French Open so far, which is everyone having a take about Naomi Osaka's in, in unwillingness to do media? <laughs> Well, and then her, her sister did the thing on Reddit where it's like, you know, spreading. Yeah, fuck, it might be true. I don't know. But, like, then there's rumors that are saying, like, she just didn't like people telling her she's bad on clay. I, that like, was my take without hearing anything. I mean, yeah. I mean, we all kind of, and people who follow tennis kind of had that, like, she, and, and honestly, to say someone would is negatively affected by how the media portrays her playing on that surface that's not that far from, you know, depression or mental oh, yeah. health. So, no, if I, so like, if, you know, yeah. benefit of the benefit, full benefit of the doubt to her there. But 
Honestly, yeah. I just think she's like, fuck it, I don't care. No one has any I'm not good, winning this. No one really has any good questions in any of these. This is just an opportunity for you to get up there, then get a little bit of B-roll so that they can run it after they show the highlights of the match and for you to pimp your sponsors and for you to kind of build your brand, right? Like that's the whole yeah. point of this stuff. And the only questions anyone ever asks her after a clay match are, why isn't your clay game better? And she's tired of answering that question because number one, either she doesn't know or number two, she just doesn't care about improving her clay game. And it's, she's tired of answering that question. And you know, I can, I get it. You come out, you come off of a hard fought win uh, that was closer than it should have been. And somebody asks you, why is your clay game sucking? Like, yeah, that's going to annoy you. <laughs> like, that's going to get annoying. Uh, but there's also an element of like, she thinks she's too good for her answer you know like i'm a bigger star i shouldn't have to answer these questions i mean like there is an element of that and the fact that none of the players came to her defense i think is somewhat telling um i yeah, and- i don't know if she has a ton of like and i don't want to say like hey she's a bad person people hate her i'm saying i don't think she has a ton of friends on tour just because of her her general demeanor her general like she, she just doesn't seem like an outgoing person sure and i think people and she said that herself she is kind of a shyer you know, that sort of person. So I, yeah, if you don't have friends on tour, it becomes painfully apparent pretty quick. So, yeah. And yeah. It, I mean, it, it is what it is. I'm fine with it. And yeah, like everybody having an opinion on it. It's like everyone having an opinion on these fans running, running on the court and throwing bottles. So it's like, Oh, your opinion is that it's bad. No shit. Like, did you really need a 10 minute segment on that? Like, yeah. you know, that, that sort of stuff is, you know, like that, that stuff just, in, it's not even that somebody talked about it because yes, talk about it. But once there's a story like that with no real resolution in the end and no real meaning to me, and yeah. it's on every single media outlet, it's like, oh my God, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. And, uh, and you know what else is kind of annoying? There probably are a lot of athletes who are dealing with sincere, serious med- men- mental health issues i know for sure if you're in a, if you're if you're if you're in a solo sport especially like tennis um and you're you know you're kind of on an island you don't have a bunch of teammates you can lean on you can't hide behind a bad performance if you know you go like, well we won anyway so who cares if i threw three interceptions you know like like for sure uh it's tougher being an individual athlete and there oh, are definitely sure. people who are dealing with mental health issues i feel like this whole thing has gotten hijacked and i don't know if that's really what's going on and it's, I think it's, I, I don't know. I, none of it, none of it has been good. None of it's, it's been, and, and the way that the French uh, and the French Open themselves handled it and the way that the tour is handling yeah. the media is handling it, everybody is embarrassing themselves. <laughs> no one looks good, uh, in my opinion, ultimately here. Um, and uh, really at the end of the day, her withdrawing, uh, she saved herself getting embarrassed by Paula Bedosa in round three. Yeah, <laughs> she was going to get double not bagel. Gonna win. No, she's yeah, not. She's, she's <laughs> not going to win a clay yeah. slam, right? You know, or she's not going to go far enough. So, yeah, it's fine. Like pull out, it doesn't matter. You're you're go go in some hardcore tournaments. You'll yeah. be fine. What do you think of this uh, question from Ah the Hef? Who knocks off Sissipas? So so far, Sissipas has not had any help. None of like the players that I was somewhat concerned about him facing have been knocked out. So he's going to have to do some of it himself, which is kind of annoying. And he's not playing his greatest. Yeah, like rude. Um, rude in the semis, you think? I think he gets to the finals still. Like, it's be I think that I think that's going to be a very difficult match. It, you know, you look at the seating. The seating really was uh, deceptive on this half of the draw. 
Like it's yes. not the high seeds that he had to worry about. It is people like like Rude and the Semites is going to be an awesome match. That can be Rude a, gets a, there. Fog is yes. playing as bad of his gourd. <sighs> yeah, th- those those usually don't last all that long. Like it's uh, this ain't Rome. Like it's been a long time. Do you remember that Rome yeah. versus? Th- that's telling how long ago this was. That was versus Andy Murray. <laughs> when Andy Murray was playing well. And like, it's been a while since Fog does this where, you know, Fabio Fanini, if you don't know who we're talking about, he will redline for two or three matches looks, like this. He looks play. good, man. He does look really good, but it's just him, him redlining that long doesn't seem like it's super fraud. But I mean, he's, he's a clay corner. He can play well. So fuck it. He's from Italy. He might get there. But yeah, either, either way, I think the semis is going to be a really true test. And then, the finals going to be a, a real big grind. So, although if he can get past, if he can, if he, if somehow he gets lucky and whoever comes out of the third is weak and he gets through unscathed to the final, and then the other semi is a Djokovic Nadal five set bloodbath, uh, then Sissipas has a chance at the title, but it's going to be tough. Um, Dan, with a great question. We're going to get a Euro 2020 preview next week. Yes, I got one of the guys from uh, the We Love Betting uh, preview lined up, I think, for Monday or Tuesday. He hasn't gotten back to me on time and availability yet, but we're going to go deep dive into the Euro 2020 preview. It's tricky because some of these people that really Carino, like soccer Carino, live in a different Carino. country where times are different. Sure. There's military time, I think, some of them too. So. Yeah, it, it, we will keep you up to date. Follow us at, at Deep Dive Pod for any updates on that or at BetSperts. I'll let you know but as soon as we know. Um, if it has to be a different time to accommodate his schedule rather than normal time on Monday. So we will keep you up to date on that. But, yes, Euro 2020 preview is coming. My research began a little bit yesterday, a little bit today. I'm very excited to get into this. Just looking back, like we just luck our way into doing well in these. Oh like, yeah, I did pretty well in the women's World Cup. Oh yeah, I did well in the World Cup before that. We've yeah, we somehow managed to. I almost shipped a okay massive picks pool in the World Cup. Uh, that would have been a huge oh, payday. I was like, we should I, get. Is the Jorts? Is he running something? I'm I don't sure. Think, you don't think I'm, he is? I'm know. sure somebody I'll is. I think uh, that that uh, Albanian kid from Canada. Oh okay, Erfie. Um, Erfie. Erfie. Is that how you okay. say that? I don't know. He's, yeah. a, he's like a Habs. He's a Habs and a Arsenal fan. I feel like I saw him running something. So. Okay. Um, all right. Well, let's, well, and look at this. You have the winner then. France, Belgium, and Croatia. Croatia's That's in a tough spot. France, France and Belgium are good. Oh, so good. France, France and Belgium are good. France. France might, final. Wait, it might, but just, let me ask it you, might just be easy yeah, enough to what's say up like with the, What's up with the form, uh, Kevin De Bruyne form? He is really was really unimpressive. Uh, going on with him. He had some injuries. This year. Injuries. He could miss Euro 2020 opener. He might not yeah. be available for Belgium. That kind of F. Yeah, he's been out for, oh man, but just to say something, because I guess they lost to Chelsea, but that's not like, I mean, Man City won the title. I can't, uh, hmm. so he had had injuries earlier and then he got injured against Oops, Chelsea thanks. again. Um, it was like, was it an orbital fracture? I'm trying to think it was, yeah, dances. He broke his face. It was something along those lines, like nose, eye bone, something like that. But he had injuries earlier in the year. And then, I mean, Dan does have a point. They really don't need him in the group stage. If he's healthy for the knockouts, I think we'll be in good shape. 
If you are a Belgian fan, I do love their chocolate and their horses. We'll get into that next week, though. A um, few minutes on golf. Did you do any looking at Memorial? I've got uh, a bunch of money to spend on golf. Not, not really. <laughs> what would what, you do? What, I, I should be asking you. You're, you're the golf guy. Approaching so the green uh, outright winner. Yeah, that's the thing. So I played the course, but it's probably the course before the redesign. And if you listen on, you know, brown bag or approaching the green, legitimately, we talked about this in the golf chat. I had kind of forgotten just how aggressive this was. But literally, while John, I think I was John Rahm, was winning the golf tournament in the final groups last year on 18, they had heavy equipment out on the front nine tearing it up. Like, they did not wait one fucking minute. They were tearing up the front half of the golf course while the players were on the back half finishing up on Sunday. They've been working on it ever since. It only opened two weeks ago to members. Wow. So, I mean, and it's in Ohio. You have the winter. It's harder to do things up here. You had to put the the sub-air systems and all the greens and all that, and they, they did a lot of redesigning. I mean, Nicholas basically said that I never thought people would ever hit a ball this far. <laughs> you know, like, like we don't, we don't just, and, and there are a lot of smart people who do course design and course, you know, uh, management who say like, you don't just need to make an 8,000 yard course to fight these bombers. You can make it more difficult for them to cut corners. You can make them, you know, make it more difficult to, uh, you know, work on some, work on some of the angles they have to take for some of these, you know, or, or just make the fairways skinnier. Like you want to bomb it. You're going to give up some accuracy. I'm going to make the landing area 25 yards wide. Good luck, buddy. Yeah. Hit it as hard as you want. You'll be in the rough. So I've heard a little, a little longer skinnier fairways and some greens that are the size of this recording studio. I saw a picture of one today and I was, there's a guy standing on it and I'm like, Oh my God, I hope that guy is eight foot three. Because otherwise that green is so, so small. Like it's terrifyingly small. So if these <laughs> greens are if, if these greens are gonna be that hard to hit, we could we could run into some problems. It could be a very tough course without even having to bake it out. So course history out the window, you know how people have played here out the window. I've I've kind of faded some people that are a little bit of a long hitter that give up some accuracy because I think these skinny fairways are going to be closer to something we've seen in the last few weeks in some of these tournaments. Um, uh, honestly, I just took some flyers and some long shots, played some top twenties on them. And my only real, you know, lighter bet was uh, Matsuyama. There's a ton of guys that are between Matsuyama. ten and twenty to one. Like, like it's okay. a it's a it's one of those fields where it's not a major field, but it's damn close. Like everybody's here. Everyone's yeah. here. Like it's so all the good players are here. It's a hard, these are very hard to hit outrights at because all the good players are here. And you know, any one of those could just play their best game and absolutely easily ship this. So <laughs> went Matsu and went with some long shots. And then yeah, like Matsuyama, he's only played two times in the seven weeks since the masters, which he won. Like he's, he's fine. Like he's playing well. I don't know why he's dropping off. Like he's not still one of the top players. Yeah. His putting sucks, but it, I think it's not going to matter at the size of these greens. If you get on them, it's only going to be a 20 foot putt. Yeah. That's a fair point. Hey, uh, can I ask you for a little help with the golf handicap question? So us opens coming up. It's at Torrey pines. It's NBC mm -hmm. property. Uh, they're going to throw, <laughs> they're going to throw some segments, some, some betting content segments uh, into the broadcast uh from myself and a couple of the other nbc folks and i need some i need to sharpen my takes a little bit and i have been working and preparing and getting ready for just a you know 
don't overthink it. Bet John Rom to win this U.S. Open. He's finally he breaks his he breaks his major maiden here, and I am struggling to find figure out what's going on with him not being able to like put together four rounds of solid golf so far this season. Like he's his. You look at you step back and you look at his results. And you're like, yeah, nice job, Rom. But like he's out of the mix early and often, and then just kind of plays his ass off on Sunday to kind of work his way into the top 10 at a bunch of these things. Um, he does that so much where it's like, I don't think he's, and I, I can't say anything bad. He's a top five player, but I think there's a lot of these results where you like, just like you said, you think he had a better tournament than he did. Cause it's like, all right, he made the cut by like three strokes. He wasn't in it on, on Thursday or Friday. He wasn't in it on Saturday. He goes out and shoots like a 67, you know, Sunday. He's not really, you know, ever, ever, but he pulls like what, uh, you know, what, uh, Ian Poulter did last weekend. Sure. It's like, Oh, Poulter, you know, Poulter just had a fire Sunday. He made like 700 feet where the putts on the back nine and he, <laughs> and he ends up with like a top five finish. And it's like the Poulter really play that well. Yeah. I mean, he played good, but he had a really, really nice Sunday to get him in there and never in contention. You see that from Rom and I don't know. Rom seems to, I don't want to say like, you know, the, the stereotype about, the latin temper or whatever but he does seem to just get worked up golf's such a mental game these guys that can just you know gloss over a bad shot or two you see him doing this thing where when the ball flight doesn't go exactly where he thinks the ball flight should go he has these conversations with himself on camera often where he does this thing with his hand and he, he like he does this and he's like he has this perplexed look in his face he's mad and he's like why well, maybe that you know you can't hear what he's saying but he's like it should be doing this and you know i, I often imagine what he's saying but i i don't know if he has it's it's not like oh he doesn't have the temperament to win because he will win he's going to win tournaments he's fine but his price is gonna suck like i'm, I'm not gonna back him like okay. it's it, it might be don't overthink it like uh rom top 10 plus one 25 150 whatever or, i don't know that certainly wouldn't be that low like plus two 225 250 i have no idea i'm so bad at top 10 prices just because i don't play them but it's like pam did on uh, approaching the green she did uh tony fino top five because it's like well, he's not gonna win yeah rom top 10 is minus 120 this week Oof. Yeah, wow. it's just the prices are gonna suck on some of these. So, okay. um, yeah, Tori, I haven't really dug in too deep on it yet. Tough course, dude. Back, <clears throat> back to I mean, back to the West Coast. We haven't seen West Coast golf since early in the year. I'm I'm kind of excited about that. I just I get sick of these Texas courses. I certainly don't love the Florida swing. I like some of the coastal stuff, but uh, I guess I won in Texas or whatever. But uh, I do, you know, I do hate parts of the tour. I don't like when they go to Detroit, Minneapolis, even though I'll probably go to that tournament. Like some uh, some uh, of the some parts of the tour suck. I love the California stuff. Dude, so, we were our under was looking pretty good at long last, and then they scored fourteen points in the last minute. Oops. God I mean, I do have like a Washington stack in DFS. <laughs> I that was that was just out, outrageous. Uh, layup, jumper, dunk, three, three, two. <laughs> I need Daniel Gafford game. to get his shit in the get. Uh, I don't think he's having a very good game. He's all right. Forty seven hundred dollars. Not worried. So yeah, haven't dug into Tori yet. Couldn't even tell you where golf is next week. 
Okay. All right. Well, thanks for the info. I appreciate your perspective. Uh, do you want to touch on uh, the horse race? Close out a little man team horse parlay here. I've not looked at it at all, all but right. yeah, I'm excited. What would you like to talk? know about? What would you like to know about the Belmont Sticks? Um, who's I mean, in Baff- it? Baffert's allowed <laughs> to go. I, I mean, I've looked that far. I just haven't done any handicapping or reading or anything. All right, like, here's your information. You ready? In a in a, in a very tight handicap. <clears throat> is there it even is, a is there even a tournament next week? It is an eight horse field for the Belmont Stakes, which is a heck of a lot smaller than the Kentucky Derby, obviously, which had 19, 20 horses this year. Uh, eight horse field. The race is longer. Uh, so it is a more demanding ask than any of these three-year-old Colts have ever run in terms of distance. Um, and they have uh, brought back the three top choices of the Kentucky Derby in Essential Quality, Rock Your World, and Known Agenda. Okay, These are the three best Colts coming into the Derby, the Triple Crown stretch. Uh, everybody agreed. And now we finally get to figure out like there's unfinished business because none of them hit the board at the Derby. They all skipped the Preakness. And now we get to kind of you know re- rerun the race, for lack of a better word, uh, for b- lack of a better term, uh, without the cheaters. Uh, no Baffert horses in this race. Um, and I would say that there are very interesting implications here. Essential quality was your favorite for the Kentucky Derby. He had a terrible, terrible trip in the Derby. He, he ran longer than any of the other horses in the top four. Uh, and in fact, if the race had been a little bit longer for everyone, he probably would have caught and passed Medina Spirit. He would have won. Um, so he is he is correctly, in my opinion, the top choice for this race. But his odds are very, very short. In fact, you're not getting a good price at all on essential quality. Um, and there's not even any mattress Mac money in the pool this time. This is just you know that uh, everybody everybody's in agreement that it's essential quality. Brad Cox, in fact, hasn't even brought his other horses to this race. He's only running essential quality. Todd Pletcher, on the other hand, he's running three horses. He's running known agenda, who's being ridden by Irad Ortiz Jr. Uh, known agenda obviously got the one draw at the Kentucky Derby and we threw him out on that basis because it just can't win from the one in Kentucky. Um, that Churchill downs the, um, uh, his, you know, he, his price is interesting, intriguing, but I probably not going to play him. And I just don't like this. The, I don't like how Pletcher's horses have been running since the, since Bob Baffert got caught doping Pletcher's horses have been running a little off their game. I don't know why. I'm not going to say that there's a reason, but it's been unnoticeable. Um, and so I'm probably going to steer clear of all three of his guys, uh, except Overlook. Uh, Steve Kornacki talked to him today, and he was pumping the brake, you know, pumping pumping the tires on Overlook, who's the eight horse uh, at like twenty to one. Might might make uh, might make, might make my exotics. That leaves Rock Your World, who is the now the only speed horse in this race. His derby was a disaster. He got that was the horse smashed. I wanted to bet before we had Mike on. Like yeah, and he got it, so. he got smashed out of the gate. He had he had a terrible yeah. draw. His derby draw was terrible. His start out of the and the derby was even worse. Uh, he is the early speed horse in this race with along with Hot Rod Charlie, and realistically can win this race going wire to wire because it's a longer race. The fractions are a little slower. It'll be easier for him to hold the lead. He won't have to burn out quite as much of his juice, and I think his kick is going to be strong. The California horses in general throughout all of these meets have looked great, uh, and he was the best of the California horses this winter. So, uh, baby, Rock Your World is the pick. Price is right. That's the deep dive pick. And, you know, like I said, we're going to have Candace on tomorrow. I'm going to pick her brain about it a little. 
on uh, Brown Bag Bet. No, excuse me, on Friday, we'll have Candace Hare on, on Brown Bag Bets. She, uh, formerly with TVG, she knows her shit when it comes to mm. the paddocks, the horses, and everything about the equine sport, the sport of kings. So I'll have to pick her brain. I'll probably DM Mike, ask him what he thinks to it, and probably just watch his podcast because I will be needing something. I don't have anything planned this weekend, so I'm probably going to have to definitely watch the horse race and cool. put together some exotics. I'm excited about that. And then Congaree. Congaree golf club in Ridgeland, South Carolina, Sea Island, I think. And then Dan saying, this is, yeah, RBC, the Canadian Open is canceled because they're not letting a bunch of foreigners come across the border to play golf. This is, I think this is the one-off that they're going to do while they have the Canadian. I remember somebody brought this up in the winter. They they did this last year with Workday just to fill in a week in the calendar. This is going to be a one-off tournament, I believe. This is a really rich, like, uh, course. Like, I think the, the guy who used to own the Texans, like, it's not like he stopped owning the Texans. He just died. But McNair. Like it was, yeah, I think he he's the one who founded this course. Like, it's a it's a rich man's course. but So it should be good, like, if they spend a lot of money on it. Where is it again? Sea Isle, you said? Ridgeland, South Carolina. So coastal course, Carolina course, not sure. Dig okay. into that next week. Excited because two weeks from another major. Two weeks until we get to that, so. Congaree, the Palmetto Championships. That sounds real fancy. Feels real, real southern. Cool, man. Nice feel well, to it. So we're about to. It looks like we're about to get a couple eliminations in the NBA playoffs. So it's going to be a slow the next couple of days. Won't be able to lose as much money. In- oh my god! <laughs> yeah, the Knicks decided to do the thing where they don't score anymore. Yeah, and yeah. Are, the Wizards, Wizards are going to have a hell of a time here. Boy, our halftime. We will have to go back edit out those halftime plays. Yeah, they never happened. Or, you know, really, I knew this was coming. Regression was coming for me. It's, 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 it's June. The month, of, the month of June. June can get, June June, can get fucked. Yeah. June swoon. June swoon. Um, all right, man. Well, I'm excited to talk some Euro next week. Uh, and uh, continue, of course, to follow all of our daily content that we are now pushing out into the world. The competition is getting hot, man. There's daily stuff all over the place now. We got a bet stamp podcast competing with us. We got the daily cheetah stuff now going head to head. I was going to call in, but my phone was charging. Oh, I'll probably call in this week. I, I didn't want to call Spreadopedia. I don't know what to ask him about baseball. I'm going to wait till there's a guest that I want to talk to. Not nothing gets Jason. I just like I'm dumb <laughs> when it comes to baseball. I didn't have a good. You didn't good have a good answer. question. Yeah. No. So I want to. Yeah. I'm going to wait for maybe I'll wait for Pikachu and just troll his ass what day is he on i don't know whatever he's gonna be there in person right maybe that would be something i think that's what i think that was he's an east coast guy i thought so if he flies out to the to go be on cheetah's show that would be something be cool all right well we better keep our keep our game up no more and like i said losing picks man i'll I'll keep you up to date i think i'm gonna win a bunch of golf money this week i don't know yet all right but i'll I'll keep you up to date on when the when the euro pod will be if we don't have it at at the just the normal time 80 eastern on monday we'll we'll keep you up to date on that probably gonna have to do it early yeah it i have a feeling it's going to be earlier in the afternoon on monday i'm gonna be doing some traveling on wednesday so we could do a monday tuesday pod anyway Mm. we'll do a pre-recorded one who knows what it'll say Oh, that that would be fine. Like I doubt the market's going to move much uh, in the in that gap. Uh, so that'd be fun. 
So, all right. Well, hey, guess what? We'll check you next week. Have a great weekend. Stay out of trouble. Hope all your bets win. Hopefully, Drew gets off the schneid. Bitcoin back to 45. Honestly, Solana, Solana back to 50. That would be great. A couple other things. And then, you know, hopefully my twins get it figured out because they got all my area codes right there, baby. <laughs> I love this ugly hat. All right. Best luck. Go Blazers. See you guys. You really think Solana can get back up to 50? I think 60 is the floor for September. Oh, this is not investment advice. (laughs) Can you imagine how miserable that uh, Bitcoin conference in Miami is? Oh my God. Just the heat of Florida. Everyone's lost so much money in the last three weeks.